everybody. It's Sue Bitstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. On this podcast, I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. This week, I talked to Brooke Thompson, and she is amazing. She's a good friend of mine that I met through Holy Yoga, and we go over um, some of those fun details in the podcast, and she's just up to amazing things. Um, She's filled with wisdom and light and life, and she's just embracing life as it comes, and so I just, I love our conversation here, and I know you're really going to enjoy it. She just got back from a trip to Kenya, her third trip. She's teaching yoga over there and taking a group of people with her um, for her Beyond the Mat ministry, which is amazing, and doing a lot of other really cool stuff, and she's just really fun to talk to, so I know you're going to enjoy it. And I just wanted to invite all of you, if you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at Great Big Yes, and Facebook, Great Big Yes, and in those spaces, I also have greatbigyes.com, and in all the different spaces, I'm just sharing kind of what I'm learning, and my new passion in life is life coaching, and I'm getting certified right now, and I'm just loving every minute of it, and learning so much, and I just can't wait to share it all with you. So I'm going to be sharing more of that on the podcast, and sharing more of that on different social media channels, so I would love for you to connect with me, and follow me, and um, just get into community, and, and let me know what you want to hear, and what you're interested in, and I just love this conversation around um really just following our heart's desire and and living with passion and purpose and really um, creating a life that we love and you know I'm realizing now because I'm being coached um, that you know a lot of times we think there's a fixed way that things are and that's just not true and there's just a whole new way to look at things there's always another option another way of looking at it or thinking about it and so I love the idea of taking our thoughts captive and really um, kind of turning them over and saying, is this the only way that I can see this or is there another way to look at it? And so I'm excited about sharing all of that with you and just feeling really, really inspired by my conversation with Brooke. And I know you're going to love it. So I'm going to leave um, leave you to listen to it. But feel free to leave a comment. Um, this podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. So wherever you're listening, feel free to rate it and um, subscribe. I would love that. And I'm just so grateful that you're here and I wish you so many blessings. Enjoy this conversation with Brooke. All right. Hi, Brooke. How are you? Hi, Sue. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. So um, for the people listening, uh, I just want you to kind of say hi and introduce yourself. And um, how how did we meet? Oh, that's good. So hi, my name is Brooke. Um, I met Sue, uh, we both were working for Holy Yoga and we were, I think, right? We're at retreat and you were on staff and I was on staff and we just met there with all that goodness. Yeah, I think. Right. So many fun times, like so many laughs and like silly stories. And I think Sue one time toilet papered my room. (laughs) Yes. And I think you you did ours too. I think it was reciprocal. Um, so you're a yoga teacher. Yes. And one of the things that I love, I just can't wait. I'm so excited to talk to you because you do so many neat things. And um, I know people can't see you right now, but honestly, like you're just a ray of sunshine, girl. Like you bring so much yeah. light into the room when you come in. So um, I love that. Thank you. Yes. And I know that, I know that you have always like taught yoga in your garage. So I want to start there. Tell me 
like kind of the trajectory. So you started teaching yoga and then did you just decide like, I'm going to do, I'm going to hold classes in my garage? So no, I, um, was in Tasha Anderson's garage taking Mm. classes and I knew after one class that I was supposed to go through training and I'd never done yoga my whole life, but there was something so deep within me that came alive yeah. And that I had never experienced and I, it, it woke me up. Like it was something very, um, new inside me. Yes. And I, uh, was laying in her garage and I remember praying and I was like, God, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this just for me or if it's supposed to be something you want to use. Um, but could you just show me, can you just tell me what's, what you want me to do with it? And I, I heard not audibly, but you know, like the deep inside, like clear as day, um, your garage is a sanctuary. Oh, and I was like, oh, my garage was filled with like tricycles and a gold <laughs> golf cart. Like I had three kids under five, you know what I mean? Like my garage was far <laughs> from sanctuary. Yeah. And I came home and I thought my husband would instantly, of course, be like, that's crazy. No. And I said it to him and he was like, yeah, we're supposed to do that. Oh, I love that. Like what? He goes, yeah, that's that. Like it rang something in him said yes to it too, which was crazy. So I got certified. I never taught anywhere, but my garage, I opened it up like the end of January, six years ago. And it's like my favorite place to teach. And I thought I'd only teach there, you know, like a year or two. And each year I just, the, it's still alive. Like there's something still very alive about it. So I just keep. Saying. I love that. That's such a good story. And I want to touch on um, your husband because one of the things that I think is so awesome about you is you always give your husband like major props. Like you're like, I love this man. Like this man is hot. Like he's amazing. (laughs) And I love that. And it's incredible. And like, I remember seeing something once you wrote about, like, I could never do what I do without him supporting me. And that's just always been, you know, your tone and just that you share that like love and joy about your marriage is so refreshing. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Because it really is like, so not able to happen without, or I guess it could, it would just be so hard, much harder than it already is. Um, But I just trust the spirit in him. And that is what I think is um, like, there's just certain things have come up opportunities along the way. And there's just certain things that he has been like, yes, that feels right inside me for you. And other things that I kind of wish he, like he said, that's not, feeling right for us. So right. he, well, that was what I was going to ask. Like, does he ever say like, yeah, that, so he does do that has happened. Yeah. 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 I got invited to do some stuff once and he was like, I don't know why I'm just feeling like it's not for you. And I was like, huh. And so then I, I kind of sit with it and I'm grateful in hindsight that I said no to those yeah. things now. Um, I, who knows? It's not like Dave, you know, who knows, <laughs> but he just had a feeling and I just trust his gut, I guess you could say. Oh, I love yeah. that. So how long have you guys been married? Um, 16 years. Okay. And then how old are your kids now? 12, 12 and 10, all girls. 
Oh my gosh. And they're so cute. You they're guys are so like preteen. Sue, they're so preteen. <laughs> oh my gosh, help me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have spent hours talking to you about my kids as they've been teenagers too. So yes. like I get it and it's definitely not easy, but it's fun, right? Like they're becoming yes. their own people. It's super fun. And that's the time. It, there are times where I'm like, this is so fun. And yeah. then I'm like, so in over my head, I don't know how to talk to all these little hormones that are raging in my house. So <laughs> Cause yeah. we are just in that place where they've just, there's hormones. It just like another oh, yeah. side comes out and I'm like, Oh, what just overtook your body right now? You're so mean. So yeah. we're in that, but it's fun. They are hilarious. Really and they know how to get you. They do. They know how to kind of push your buttons and, and say things that hurt feelings. Oh, totally. <laughs> hurt feelings. Yeah. Totally. Like the stuff you wear and they look at you and they're like, why are you wearing that? I'm like, gosh, I'm cool. You don't even know. Oh my gosh. My college daughter was just texting me, asking me what songs she's trying to like pick a bunch of songs for like some boxing match or something. I don't know what they're doing at college. I said, I gave her a suggestion for a song and she te- texted back, mom, that's so basic. <laughs> oh, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't know what's cool. I mean, I'm so lame. So yeah. I'm like, I'm just staying out of it. It's yeah. like, why yeah. do they even ask? They, they do. They ask you and then they're annoyed with your answer. Yes. Exactly. I love it. So do your girls do yoga with you? Cause I know you do a lot of kids classes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they all take, it's really cute. Actually. I've been teaching kids for a couple of years. I wanted to involve them in the garage. Right. Like, and yeah. so I asked them about it after like four years of doing just adults and they were like super into it. So we've been, I've been teaching a class. It just kind of is whatever age they are is the age I teach. Yeah. <laughs> and so like their friends and neighbors and stuff. So it's super rad. But we took a little break because I was going to Kenya and their schedule changed after school. And so I asked them the other day, I was like, hey, do you guys want me to teach? And do you like it? Do you, you know, like, yeah. is it, and they is all it were like, yeah, we miss it. We want you to keep doing it. I was like, oh, because oh, you know, so sometimes funny. you don't know if they're yeah. just doing it because they think they're supposed to. Yeah. So they were excited that I was starting back up next week. So yeah, oh. they come and... It's really cool for them to bring their friends. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love the idea of teaching teens or even kids um, the tool of yoga. You know, I wish I would have had it earlier in life. Mm-hmm. Me too. The breath work and the meditation, all of it. Um, so you mentioned Kenya. So I definitely want to get to that. So tell me about your trip to Kenya and like how this all came about. Because this was your second time, right? Third. Yeah. Third. Third. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so... My in-laws have been going to Kenya for about 15 years and doing work just kind of quietly on their own. They just have done kind of connected with different pastors and different organizations. And so like the whole time I was having babies, they were going like twice a year, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, nothing could be further from my thoughts than when when my kids were little. Yeah. So, but Ellie, my daughter, Ellie, when she was like three, started asking grandma, can I go? I want to go. Cause they would come home and bring them stuff, you know, talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Sure. So she always told her, yeah, as soon as you can sit in a plane for 25 hours, <laughs> you can go. Right. So three years ago we went, the girls were 10, 10 and eight. Okay. And my father-in-law said, Hey, if you want to teach yoga, we'll be at these different orphanages. Like you should teach kids yoga. And I was so like frozen with fear that that was way beyond my ability 
Yeah. Um, and literally I just was like, I said yes, but then was like, I'll figure it out later. Cause I have no idea how to teach to kids that speak Swahili in a different culture. Like I totally have no idea how to do that. Yeah. So on the plane, on the plane, on the way to Kenya, I literally like kind of woke up. The whole plane was asleep. I turned on my light and I felt like I just got downloaded with all these ideas. So awesome. I just wrote them all down and I yeah. taught kids yoga at a disabled kids orphanage and a ki- an orphanage for kids with AIDS and a high school for refugees, like oh just all these places. And my father-in-law was like, you connected with them in a way that I've never really seen. Like oh. you, there was a joy. There was yeah. like the spirit was moving in those rooms yeah. and I felt it too. Right. Yeah. So he said, when we got home, from that family trip, he said, Hey, if you ever want to bring instructors back, let me know. That's what he does. Like he takes people. And I was like, Oh, huh. You know, like, did it strike you as, yeah, I want to do that. Was it like a great big yes right away or no, you were kind of, I think it was like, that's interesting. Okay. And I think I, that felt really, really in over my head. Mm -hmm. So instantly I was like, that's interesting. That seems like something I should think about, but that feels way too big. Yeah. So I kind of put it on the back burner of my thoughts and prayer, you know, just mulling yeah. it over. And I said, I call, I remember going, I don't even, that's funny that you're asking. I don't even remember how I said yes or when. Oh, really? Um, so, but I did. And I put out an invitation on the Holy Yoga leadership page and instructor pages. And I was like, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Does anybody want to come? And I had like a bunch of people. Yeah. Line up. And some then couldn't after like they got the information, you know, some couldn't, but I, we took eight people, eight instructors or seven, seven or eight oh, instructors. Awesome. And we, it was just like a big giant experiment. I just kept saying, this is an experiment. <laughs> it, that made me feel off the hook. If it, <laughs> yeah, totally. We're just swinging it here. Yeah. We're just swinging it. Um, I've never done this before, but I definitely saw that God specifically chose people. Oh, like, very I love that that was incredible. Cause that, that was definitely like, I could not have picked the, it was a call for yeah. those women. It was a call from him. So we went and the doors flew open for more. And so we just went back a couple of weeks ago with our husbands. My dream is always family and mission. I took my daughter that second year, one of them. And then this time our husbands. So half of the Was time. it the same people the first time and this, I mean, the second time you went and the third time you went? Some. So uh, Carrie Strong, Michelle Tupin. Yeah, yeah. They came back with their husbands. So two of the instructors from last time. Oh my and gosh. It's incredible. Yeah. And so it was life-changing. Totally life-changing. So tell me about like, okay, so you're doing this, like for the people that are listening, you know, they may have an idea or something comes up, an opportunity, because this was an opportunity really, because your father-in-law is like, hey, if you ever want to do it. So it was kind of like set up for you. Like it was just you saying yes. So when you say yes to something like that, and then like you mentioned a couple things, you know, like where you were like, not sure what you were doing and you're winging it. But like when fear, did fear come up for you? Cause you're a brave person. Like, I feel like you have natural courage. Like, would you describe yourself that way? Like you're just kind of bold. Um, I would say that I have done a lot of things really, really, really scared. And I've seen the joy and life that's on the other side. Love it. Because I know that even starting the garage, I would wake up in the middle of the night in terror. Yeah. Like terrified. 
um, when I've taken positions like job positions, like becoming like this certain position, I remember being like waking up in the middle of the night, terrified, terrified of rejection, terrified of failure. Um, same thing with Kenya every single time. Like I literally, it's always early in the morning, like at four. Yeah. And I literally get woken up and I'm like, feel frozen. And all I do is sit there and mull over, over and over in my brain, all the ways I'm going to fail. Um, and then I just do it anyway. I do it anyway. Like I've always, it's never stopped me. And every time I've done it, I've been met with myself. Like I've been met with an experience that has me so fully alive. And so I'm not like, so I just keep saying, so I just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be scared. Mm. Like I'll be scared every time maybe. Yeah. I've not been terrified. And I mean, terrified. Yeah. Like like physically, (laughs) like there's. So I would not say I'm brave in the way that I'm without fear. <laughs> I'm just... Right. But I think brave is being fear, like having the fear and doing it anyway. I think that's what bravery is. And I think sometimes we think brave people don't have fear. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Because I think, yes. you know, there's so many people who have this dream on their heart and they're afraid. And I'm always like, we'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because exactly. that's courage. Because what's courageous or brave about doing it if you're not afraid, right? <laughs> like Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and I have to think like, oh, well, something's trying to stop me. So there must be something inside yes. of that. And because if not, nothing worthwhile is easy. You know what I mean? So it, there's gotta be something worthwhile. Even if, I, even if I fail, my husband always says that. He goes, okay, Brooke, worst case scenario, you fail. Yeah. Or it doesn't turn out the way you hope. He goes, did you learn something? Will you ever regret that you tried? Oh my gosh. I love that. I think the only way to truly fail is to quit before you try. Yes, I agree. And that was like me and Carrie Strong were doing this yoga workshop for like these 20 Kenyans that barely speak English. And we were like, oh, we're in over our heads. Yeah. And, but I kept going, but we won't know unless we try. Yes. Unless we try. And it was, I posted about it. It was insanely beautiful and glorious and amazing. And I can't believe I got to be a part of it. I saw the pictures. They're amazing. So if anyone wanted to look at the pictures from your trip, it's honey and soul yoga, honey and soul yoga. And then my personal account, which I posted a little more on is Brooke at the ranch. ranch. All spelled out. Yeah. Cause I live in Ladera ranch. I don't have a ranch. It sounds (laughs) fancy. I do not own a ranch. I like it. People yeah. ask me like, oh, I want to come to yoga on your ranch. I'm like, uh, it's <laughs> I live in like a total, you know, planned suburban neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a patio. So I love that though. Well, I'll post those links on the show notes on greatbigyes.com. So for anyone that's listening, if you want to see the pictures or if this is something that you're like interested in learning more about or anything, you've got to see these pictures because it's pretty amazing. Um, I mean, they're just, they're just beautiful. And the joy on your faces, like, you know, I think sometimes it's like we go on these trips and, and we don't realize like, and and I don't know that you had this going into it thinking you were serving, but you are serving by going there. But then you realize, oh, the most joy comes to you. Like you're the one who is getting the most, you know, and you can just see that on your face and it's just, it's really beautiful. Yeah, and that's a hundred percent. Gregory Boyle says that you don't go to the margins to change the margins. You go to the margins to be changed, right? Like, oh, I love it's, that. It's the, it's all, yeah. It's definitely something that happens so deep within you. Who that said it? Who? Gregory Boyle, one of my favorite authors. Yeah. And what's the, do you have a book or no? Um, I think that one's Barking at the Choir. 
he talks about that. So he has, um, both of his books are incredible, but his latest is Barking at the Choir. And he um, runs uh, in LA um, rehabilitation, work rehabilitation for gang members. Oh, I so love it, that. He's incredible. Definitely one to, one to read. Awesome. Um, okay. So then, um, I had, I had seen your hashtag and I don't know if this is like kind of what you're calling the Kenya trips and stuff, but is beyond the mat kind of Mm -hmm. what you're calling it? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so God just kind of stirred me to name it Mm -hmm. last year and I resisted for a long time. Like I felt the nudge inside me, like name it, name it. And I think I was scared to name it because then I, it would be a a bigger failure (laughs) if it didn't into anything. Mm -hmm. So it felt like a little leap of faith. Like, okay, I'm going to name this thing. And that name came to me. Um, so it's nothing. It's just the name of like our hashtag and our trip. So I love it. Mm -hmm. Cause there's a bunch of yoga instructors doing stuff that's beyond, you know, our comfort. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, okay. And then I wanted to ask you about this other thing that you did that I thought was just so cool and so much fun is that you had a bunch of people over to your house to do vision boards. Yes. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that because I'm obsessed with vision boards. Okay. What do you want to know? I just want to know, what did you do? Did you just throw out an invitation like, hey, come over to my house? And like, did you have the supplies? Like, I really (laughs) want to know like how this went down. Um, So my sister, I've had, um, I call it my prayer board, whatever. I've had one for like three, four years. And I would tell my sister like every Monday morning, I have a date with my board. Like I have a date and I sit and I pray out loud and I write my dreams on it. And I write like all the things. It's like this visual place for me to keep all the stuff that's always swirling inside my heart, like actually tangibly on something. Yes. So I bought a cork board like four years ago from Target and it's been my thing. And my sister's always like, I need to make one. I need to, you know, like she would, she knew I had it and would want it. And I won't let anyone see mine, but she knew it was there. So when I was getting ready to go to Kenya, it is always a f- big financial, you know, yeah. to do, to get there. So I was like, oh, I'll do like a, some fundraisers, which I've done before. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do, my sister wants me to do this. And of course I'm like, no one's going to come. This is stupid. Cause I'm like, anyone can make one. Yeah. So I put out the invitation and it was full in like 40 minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, so exciting. I love so that. So we did yoga. And it was like a, a 60 minute class and I gave them pieces of paper so they could kind of like write and think and journal while they did yoga. And then they came into the house and I had all their boards set up with all different materials, washi tape and markers and paper. And I turned on music and served them coffee and tea and they had like an hour and a half to create their own. And I just said, it's, and you know, it, it's very personal. It's whatever you really want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, but I said, I started by like writing words and verses. I wanted to pray out loud over my kids and husband every week. And, you know, and it was more about making the date, like making the time each week to be with it. Cause if not, it's just something that sits in your closet. I'm like, the power is in the time and energy you've spend focused on those things. And, um, the verse is probably, it's my, one of my favorite verses, uh, Proverbs 4.23, I think, who knows? I could be wrong, but it talks about pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. Oh, That's I love that. Right. Like it's what's going on in the heart guard, the affections of your heart. Cause that is your, that's where the spring of life comes. And so it's that, like, it's a place to kind of pour out your heart oh, and what is it there and all the crazy thoughts. Like I, 
20 years ago, I wrote down that I wanted to travel the world. And um, then I became, I got married, I had kids and I'm like, oh, well that's dead. But it wasn't dead. Amen. Yes. We're not too old. And we're not. No. And I'm like, I didn't start doing yoga or traveling or doing anything until I was in my thirties. And everyone believes you got to do all that when you're young. Yeah. It's easier maybe, but I'm like, but that wasn't, I'm so glad I'm getting to do it now. Like it's so rich now. And I'm like, so it's that place. It's the place where you could write, like, I have this dream, but I'm terrified to say it out loud because of what all the reasons. And so you just, you write it down and you ask for it and you ask God to open palms, like give me the things that are for me, take away the desires that aren't and, Mm -hmm. you know, just trusting him. So that was the prayer board. And then I had so much people that wanted to come and do it. I got to do three of them. That is so cool. I was watching that kind of unfold and I was like, just smiling. I was like, this is so fun because it's creative, but it is, you know, it is paying attention to your innermost being. It is personal and you get to kind of, people don't make space for that anymore, you know, just right. dreaming and um, yeah, just thinking of what they want and, and having fun with it. And then doing it in community makes it even that much more powerful because it feels like we're all supporting one another's dreams. Exactly. That was, oh, totally. And that was it. There was like some kind of synergy about it. Yes. You know? Um, and it was just, it was very holy. It felt really holy and beautiful. And I was really grateful to do it. I would, I want to do more. I'm actually scheduled to do a couple more with like mops groups and stuff. And I'm like, oh, there's like, you know, those things that you're like, I just thought I'd do one. And now it's kind of yes. something. And I'm like, oh, wow. I think women need permission. Yes. And, to dream. And that's the, that was my big word for a long time is I'm like, I just had people that give me permission. My husband's given me permission and like, not in a, I need his permission, but I in know a, what like, you mean, the yeah. whole way, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that was what everyone would say is their feedback. Like the fact that they had an hour and a half of just this space. It's- well, and I think what's so cool is this is something that you had done and that you have in you already had in your house, you were already using, you were already utilizing as a prayer board and your sister wanted one, like there, like it was organic. Mm-hmm. And I think I love that because I think there's so many times where we are kind of sitting around, like, I have to think of a really good idea. Right. And it's like, that never works. No, nope. you're like mm-hmm. forcing this thing that isn't organic. But when you just think about the things that you love and the things that bring you joy and the things that give you strength, and, and you just, you roll with that. You just be you mm-hmm. and then it just unfolds. And then that's where you feel like you're in the flow. Cause it's not work for you to do vision boards with people and to teach them yoga. It's fun. No. And it's yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I love that. It's, um, it's the stuff that you already love, you know what I mean? And you're yeah. willing to share it. And I think we get scared to share, you know, cause I'm like, I thought it would maybe flop and nobody would want to come and you have to be willing to just throw it out into the world and see what happens. And yeah. So I agree. It's just sometimes you don't have to reinvent anything. It's the stuff that's already inside you. And I think the thing is too, like throwing things out into the world is like, I mean, that's totally what I do all the time. (laughs) And I feel like I'm, I, it's funny because I think a lot of times I've been coaching people and I think people are very scared to start without like some sort of a plan. And I'm like, oh no, you don't need, you don't need a plan because Mm -hmm. God's got a plan and it's going to unfold. Just do the next thing that you feel called to do. 
Yes. And sometimes that's just like an email to somebody or a phone call. Like I just like texted you like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? And you're like, sure. I've never done this before, but whatever. Like, I mean, you just kind of have to go with whatever comes next. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, I built this life that I really love, but it was step by step doing what I love. Like keep you know what I mean? Like, oh, instead of, totally. like waiting to live until you have a business plan or something. It doesn't make sense. A, a thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly it's it's. And I, I was telling a girlfriend today at breakfast, I was like, it's, it's just the next little baby step in front of you. Like yes. he, it really, he only lights up the next little thing. Yeah. And, and then he's, he's up ahead. Like there's this, you know, all the heavy lifting will be put in place and you, it'll, you'll arrive at it when it's the right time. Um, right. And but, I think somebody told me once that if you're called to do something, the work is done. Like it's going to happen. Like it's coming for you. Like you can't miss your destiny. Like you can't yeah. miss your purpose. Yes. You want to pay attention and you want to do the next right thing. But like, I think sometimes we get this feeling like, well, it's too late or everything's passed me by, or I blew my chance or, um, and it's like, well, no, that's not true. Like if he's called you to it, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's going down. Exactly. Yeah. You won't miss the off off ramp. (laughs) You'll, you'll know you'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's the thing, like all the things in my life I've been like, I didn't, I could not have done that. Like I, it, it just, you know what I mean? Like I could not have dreamt it up. I could not have thought it up. Nope. Not I know. And that was before I went through training, mm-hmm. I was feeling this like stirring in my soul that like there was something for me, but I didn't know what it was. Yep. So I came across Ephesians 3.20. He can do infinitely more than you could ask or imagine. Amen. And so I wrote it out on a piece of paper and I put it by my door and I would read it in and out of my house all the time. Mm. And I kept going, it's something I can't ask for. So you just got to do it, God, because there's something for me, but I can't ask for it because I don't even know what it is. Oh, and so for months and months and months, it just, and I just went about my life knowing and at the right time, all like it came and it hit me like a a truck and I was like, oh, but I could not have thought it up. I could not have created it on my own. I can, it like, yes, you're, it won't miss you. It won't miss you. But there's like an opening. I think that our part in it is, and you mentioned it earlier, you said to have open palms. I think our part in it is to be willing and ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's so hard when we're caught up in our agenda or in our plans. Or I remember being at the Holy Yoga Retreat and I heard God say, you can rest. Mm. And then after that, I just was weeping. And I remember after that, like the word that he just put on my heart for years was receive, 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 because I had been so busy doing and planning and achieving and all of that. And I think we get lost in that. And so, and, and almost like it's too good of news. It's too good (laughs) to be true that you would just get to receive this. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have to be punished for it. We have to work hard for it. We have to hustle for it. Yeah. And, and there's this balance of just kind of resting and surrendering to what is, and then you receive it. Yeah. And he's always, I've always felt that nudge, like keep everything really loose with your palms soft. Mm. Like even the garage, the things that are even like so good, like even beyond the mat. Okay. So three years in now, um, he's like, keep it soft. Don't grip it. 
Yep. You know, don't put your nails into it. Don't like, cause then I'll like, it's this very soft open palm that he keeps inviting me into. And then it's like, it's, it's cool if I get it. It's cool if it leaves. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all good. I don't have to, I don't have to hustle. And that feels so beautiful. Yeah. It feels like rest. It feels like rest for your soul, you know? Yeah. And it's the non-attachment to outcome, right? Like it's not like you have this outcome that has to come true. You just trust God that whatever it is, you trust him. So it's going to be okay. You don't have have to work a certain way. And I might be a link in the chain, you know, and it might be time for someone else to take it or have it or whatever. And that's beautiful too, you know? So my gosh, we were learning about last week in church, they talked about John the Baptist. And I thought this was so cool. It gave me a whole new perspective this week. Um, he, you know, you've heard this story before, but he came to point people to Jesus, but there was a point in time where Jesus started baptizing people at the same time, John was baptizing people Mm -hmm. and John's followers were like, Hey, this Jesus guy over there is baptizing people. Like, what should we do about it? Like they were like jealous or fearful or they wanted their guy to be the guy. Like they were like, Hey, like, it's almost like that was competition. And John was like, no, no, no. Like he's the one. I came to point people to him and I'm the bridegroom. Like I'm the best man at his wedding. He's the bridegroom. Like he's, he's the one that everyone's here for. And I get to like, I'm now we're at the wedding and I'm the best man and I've done my job. Yeah. And the way that he was so sure of what God called him to and so okay with it that he didn't need to shine. He didn't need to be the one that was the one he was, he knew his role and he stepped aside when it was time. And I thought it just struck me in a whole new way. Um, Cause I think as you get in ministry and stuff, you start to realize like, wow, like I, like it's kind of fun to shine. <laughs> uh, right. And then you're like, oh, oh yeah. The wait, ego yeah. feels good when uh-huh. it's getting applause. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait, no, 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 that's not my role. Like my role is to point people to the, to the true light. Right. So like John gave that example and I don't know, it was just so good. This, I love it when, you know, I mean, you can never get to the end of scripture, but like, I love it when something hits you afresh and you just feel like you just heard it for the first time. Totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I know. You're like, Oh, that's good. So So, good. All right. So, um, I wanted to ask you about, okay. One more thing before we get to like my final questions, which I love my final questions because I love hearing what people say, but um, what's the deal? You're doing a retreat in Spain? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? So fun. Yeah. So um, uh, Ariana, who I think you know, um, she invited me and Allison. Well, Allison... LaBianca, who yep. I think been on here. I think that was like the first podcast I listened Allison's to. Allison's been on here. And so yeah. has Carrie Strong, who you mentioned. Oh, who was, um, yeah. Yep. Yep. So Al's one of my best friends and she was like, you know, the Spain retreat has been a dream, blah, blah, blah. So they just invited me to come teach with them. And of course, this is funny, bring back my husband into it. I came home from coffee and I was like, oh, Dave's going to say like, oh, it's probably too much. Cause I'm going to be home. I'm just getting back from Kenya. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I went to coffee and I tell him and he's like, no, you should, you should do that. (laughs) And he was like, no, you should. He's like that. That's that's. And so my, my jam is like, how can I invite my family? Yeah. My daughter, Izzy, my other Mm -hmm. daughter, Ellie came to Kenya last year. So my daughter, Izzy, she's 12. She's coming with me. Awesome. And she just gets to be, we just get to be, be in Spain together. And I just, 
and like out of my oh, skin, God. excited. And then two of my sisters are coming too. Oh, that's so incredible. I just am like, God, he just keeps, he keeps doing more than I could ask or imagine. I love Spain so much. I used to live there. I did a, um, like you used to live there. Well, when I was in college, like I did a, um, oh. semester there and actually it was a summer semester. Like I went to school at university yeah. of Madrid and lived in the dorm and stuff. And it was so fun and I, I love it. And it looks yes. beautiful where you guys are going to be, but yeah. I'm assuming it's full. Like by the time people listen to this, the retreat's full or no, um, it probably is. I'm not sure. You can always, I mean, send Check that. but we will be doing more. We have awesome. a one. Yeah, there will be more. So it's definitely like on all of our hearts, these international um, retreats. So it's just love it. extravagant and crazy and good. And so, yeah, I get to do that and take my daughter along and I'm, I'm pretty excited and scared. Guess what? Yeah. And you're doing it anyway. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm fancy enough of a teacher to teach, you know, like, yeah. I am people are flying to Spain for yoga. You're like, Oh, I don't think I'm good enough for that. Yeah. But turns out it always is. Um, you're invited, right? Yeah. You're, you're, yes, you get to do it. It's so good. Um, okay. So I gave you some heads up on my, um, questions yeah. at the end, but I wanted to just, um, ask you because I do love this. I think it gives us a little window into people and kind of and also gives us good ideas for books and movies and stuff. So yeah. my first question is, what's a book that you love? Oh, and by the way, with these questions, I don't say favorite ever because I think I could never answer my favorite right. book movie. Um, so what's a book you love? Okay. Book I love. Lust for Life. Mm. It is the autobiographical novel of Vincent Van Gogh. Really? And I don't read autobiographies very much. Like, never. Yeah. I'm like a Brene Brown girl. And I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's more my jam. I love all, but I just am a big book nerd. Yeah. But this book I heard on a podcast, someone mentioned it, Lust for Life. And I'm kind of blanking on the author. I can go, shoot, I should. That's okay. They can find it. If, yeah. yeah. Lust for Life, it's about Vincent Van Gogh. And he wrote letters with his brother. And so they're from these letters that they wrote their whole life. But it is fascinating. His Wait, life. he wrote letters to his brother or? Him and his brother wrote letters to and from each other okay. his whole life. And that's what it's from. It's oh, like. Oh, I love that. And his, and I think if I could just say he had something inside of him that was so much bigger than him mm. and he never really got to see the effect that it had. Like my daughter wears vans that have Vincent Van Gogh like painting on them. Have you seen this? Like Vans shoes. I know what Vans are, but I don't yeah, know. They have like a Van Gogh line of oh, like cool. Vincent Van Gogh, <laughs> like fabric on them. Yeah. And it's like his famous painting, Sunflowers. And, cool. and you're like, this man had such an effect on the world and he never got to even see it, but he was so overwhelmed with something inside of him mm-hmm. that he couldn't even contain and it's so fascinating. But what else is really amazing about the book is the relationship with his brother. His yeah. brother believed in him and had no reason to. He was never deemed successful. Yeah. And yet his brother supported him his whole life because he believed in him. Oh, I love and, that. We all they'll need never that. know. They'll ne- like they never knew what they yeah. did together. They died young. And yeah. it's it's amazing. Gosh, that's such a, um, like we all need to support each other. And then even just like 
that idea that we may never know the effect we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the two themes for me. I'd actually, I, there's so much going on in the book. It would be, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I other love people that. would different things, but for me, the theme was like, so, you know, those, those things you do when you just support someone or believe in them and keep cheering them on to be who they are, the yes. power of that is the effect can just be so much bigger than we see. So yeah. good. Okay. I love that. I have never yeah. heard of that one. Um, okay. My second question is what movie do you like? Okay. So I'm a documentary nerd. Ooh, does, that, yeah. does that count? A documentary. That totally counts. Okay. I love documentaries. Okay. So one of my not favorite, cause I don't have a favorite either. Right. But one that I highly love and recommend is it's called the Dawn wall. And it's about a rock climber that climbs El Capitan. Okay, so the Don Wall? D-A-W-N. It's it's one of the routes on El Cap. If you've been to Yosemite Valley, El Cap is a famous rock wall, um, granite wall. And it's, oh gosh. And I think rock climbers are crazy amazing Dave and I kind of watch like every documentary about rock climbing we just find I think it it's fascinating. fascinating yeah I agree I agree so Don Wall it's just like the layers of his struggle and for people that are listening to your podcast like mm-hmm. like us that are like so fascinated with dreams and what drives people yeah to accomplish things and like the yeses it's yeah. mm, oh, so good Oh, I love that. See, all this new information. I can't wait. Um, Okay, and then my next question is, who inspires you? Oh gosh, that's so... I Okay, so can I be general? Can I just be general? Okay, people that are really teachable. Like the people that want Mm. to learn what it is that, like who they are and are willing to sit in that space of like seeing themselves not for all the pretty parts, but they're like willing, like they want to, they want to know and they want to learn. And they just that posture of humility. Like I don't have all the answers. I love people that admit they don't know. Amen. Yes. Yeah. So any kind of author, like whenever I can sense like, Oh, they they kind of don't know either. They're just like in it Mm -hmm. too. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to, cause then that, I don't know that inspires me. Yes. I love that. And being teachable is such an important thing in life. I mean, <laughs> to grow, but also just not to be a jerk. Yeah. To you be know? like, oh, I don't, maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Turns out I don't know everything. <laughs> Turns out. Because I'm like, I sometimes think I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I'm yeah. being honest, sometimes I'm like, I think I had a lot of good answers. Like, well, and I think what's so interesting about that is I love that because I'm in this coach training and I've just been doing a lot of coaching and being coached. And one of the things that is, you know, a huge part of it is asking questions. And so asking or being asked questions like, how could you look at that differently? Yeah. Or, um, you know, just really kind of challenging your point of view or... Yes challenging your, um, idea of something that you think is so fixed. Yes. And I think that I, you know, that's always rubs me when I travel internationally Mm because you're like, oh wow, we do things a way that we think is really the right way, you know, like culturally and then a culture that does it completely different. And it just forces you to be like, oh, what is it that we, you know, need to learn from yes. other people and other groups? And yeah, so I'm inspired by, by teachability. That's amazing. Sure. Great answer. I love that. 
Um, okay. And then, oh, I love this one. What's a good piece of advice you've received? Like any time in your life, something someone told you that's kind of stuck with you and resonated? Um, oh gosh. I had a couple and I'm like, which one? Um, that, uh, that, that really, we kind of, it's actually circling back into it, um, that we talked about earlier. And I think that this has been something that has carried me through a lot in my life mm-hmm. is that I don't have to do the heavy lifting mm-hmm. that, um, that I really get to be, um, okay. So Renee, uh, she was, she's a leader. Um, she's a mentor to the leadership at Holyoke Retreats. Yeah. Know, right? Yeah, totally. And I remember one of the most poignant things I ever learned was, she said, you just get to have a front seat. Oh, I know. You get to be the towel holder. You get to be the towel holder. Oh, Like seriously, it changed my life. Me too. It Me changed too. my life. So she so talks about... Explain what, what that means to the people that are listening. Yeah. So she was at a baptism and she noticed that there was like, just like all these people crowding around the baptism wanting to see. And it was super crowded and it was like really hard to see. And she looked over and she noticed that on the side of the baptism pool, which were two volunteers that were holding the towels for the people that were getting out of the water. And she's like, they had the best view. They got to see all of it. And they were simply there to just hold the towels. And it was that invitation that we have to just hold the towel, be your part. I'm totally crying because, (laughs) and then she gave us towels. Yeah. And the towels you guys said close enough to see. Close enough to see. Yeah, I got I know. And my friends, two of my dear friends in my life group got baptized on Sunday and, um, our whole life group went and we just sat and, and the towel holder was there. My friend was the towel holder, but like we were there and we were cheering, like roaring and like just the whole idea that we could see them and that we were doing life with them and we could see their transformation in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, what a privilege that yeah. we're close enough to see. Yeah. And it's back to what you said. And you just get to receive it. Yes. You just get to receive the beauty of it. And that is what I feel like my whole life is. <laughs> I feel yeah. like my whole life is this beautiful gift that he's like, you just get to have a front row seat to what I'm doing. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do all the heavy lifting. I'm just inviting you. And you just get to say yes to sitting in the front row. And like, there were so many moments in Kenya where I would like look at Carrie Strong and be like, oh my gosh, we just got to be close enough to see this. Like we didn't bring anything. (laughs) We just got to see it. And it's that to me has been one of the most, if Renee ever listens to this, thank you, Renee. Cause that, thank you, Renee, for me, like it gave me a completely different way of looking at my life. And I'm the work. totally crying. Like, honestly, <laughs> like I am with you on that. Gosh, that's yeah. beautiful. And, and to have our eyes open to see, right. And to recognize, you know, that, that it is a privilege. And I think that's, you know, I don't want to li- I don't want to have my life end and think I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. FOMO, right. I don't want to yes. miss it. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. Yes. And he, yeah. And that's it. It's a weight. I like it's, it's being awake and being in awe of it all. And yeah. yeah. So, but it starts with saying yes to being a towel holder. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. And sometimes a towel holder, it's not the most glamorous job. No. I mean, you sure. know, um, 
but you're close enough to see. So, oh my gosh, well, that's a perfect place to end it. That'll preach, girl. I love it. Thank you. Well, Um, it's like, like anything. We're just, you know, you get taught it and then you get to share it, everything. I'm like, I always tell people in yoga, like I just steal everyone else's ideas and quotes. And Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm always trying to like give everybody credit. I'm like, well, yeah. this person said this, or this person wrote this because, but there's so much knowledge that I feel like I have adopted from other yeah. people. I'm so grateful that they share it. Exactly. That's what I think is beautiful, especially about like just the age that we're living in is that we do get to like have resource to so many beautiful, you know, all everyone else's insights. Like we just get to take it all in. It's awesome. So, well, I just thank you for sharing your story and just your enthusiasm. And like I said, your light, it's just, it's fun to just even talk to you. So I know everyone's going to enjoy this and they can find you at honey and soul yoga on Facebook and Um, Instagram. I don't think with that. Yeah. I'm Brooke Thompson on Facebook, but yeah, honey and soul yoga on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. And all of that will be on the website, greatbigyes.com. And I just thank you so much. And it's been so great to just hear your voice and talk to you. And I just miss you. I know. I love you. Thank you, friend. That was fun. That was fun. Awesome.